I love the Christmas story, especially whenever it's sung. I can't wait to see the kids next week. Robin's told me a little bit about it. I think you're going to love it. So make sure you're here next Sunday morning. Um, the story that we heard the, in, in the finale, did you hear what it said? We saw that the shepherds had come, and they had come to seek the newborn king. The wise men came. We, we, they traveled from afar to see the one who was born to be the king of the Jews. And then the father, who realized his own son needed the Savior. And then this was the, the closing song of the musical, or one of the closing songs. Will you tell him, when he's older, there's one to worship and adore. Let him know that Jesus made this journey so we might believe that he is the Lord. That was a call for all of us to tell those people, our children, our grandchildren, and other people we have influence over, tell them about Jesus. Now, as Gail just read, today is the third Sunday of Advent. It's the Sunday that we remember the, the angels that sang and, and the wife, excuse me, the, the shepherds that came to visit Jesus. The Bible tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the Christmas story. That's what the angels came to tell. That's the message of Christmas. Let's read. Uh, stand with me and honor God's word. Let's read from Luke chapter 2. We're going to begin with the 8th verse. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what, this, see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And after seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Father, again, thank you for your word. Speak, Father, to our hearts today as we look at this message. Father, as you speak to us, may we respond to your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we're familiar with the, with the Christmas story that's in, in verses 1 to 7. Uh, Mary and Joseph had left their, their home in, in Nazareth, traveled down to, to Bethlehem where they were to be registered. And while they were there, Mary gave birth to her son. And because there was no room for them in the end, they laid him in a manger. Well, that's the story. And then because that happened, the angel came, the angel Lord, and I love this. It says the angel came, and there was this bright light in the sky. And 
were terrified. Now, what are angels? You ever stop to think about what are angels? In our popular uh, folklore, angels are cute little guys or girls with chubby, with wings, and, and they sit on clouds with harps and have this raptured look on their face. That's not true. Angels are people who died and went to heaven. No matter how much it comforts for someone to say, well, God needed another angel. Angels are created beings. They were created long before Adam was. Uh, the word angel means messenger. And often in the book of Psalms, the, the Bible calls them God's flaming messengers uh, because they were God's special messengers to, to do his work. Now, we see in Isaiah and in, in Revelation chapters 4 and 5 that angels are around the throne of God worshiping God. We also see later revelation that angels are, are the agents of God's judgment on the earth. Some places we see them as warriors. And here in our text, they came to herald the birth of God's son. Now it says in our text that, that when the angel appeared, there was, there was a, a, a bright light because the glory of the Lord was there and the glory of the Lord's there. It's God's presence, and you listen. But can you imagine what it was like? Now, some of you grew up in the country, and so you kind of know what it's like to be where it's really dark. Now, when you live in the city, uh, you've got street lights, and you've got the lights of the city. You can't, it makes it hard to see all the stars. But imagine you're out in the middle of nowhere. The only light might be a small lamp or your campfire. And suddenly this huge bright light appears. It'd be like being in your bedroom at night and somebody shining a floodlight in your face. No wonder they were terrified. And then they had this message. Don't be afraid because I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all the people. My question was, if it's for all the people, why do they just go to a small group of shepherds watching their flock? And I don't really know the answer for sure. Sometimes I think, well, maybe they were the only ones that were available to listen. Because after all, people were busy. I mean, it was the time of the census and everybody was going to their hometown to register. But you know, people in that day are much different than people today. They say fewer and fewer people are listening to God because as you look at surveys, uh, fewer and fewer people are reading the word of God. Since the pandemic, church attendance is way down from what it had been before. Uh, they say, and I, and I read the statistic just last week, or heard it just last week, that small churches uh, have gotten back to between 60 and 80 percent. For big churches, large churches, about 40 percent. People are going to church less. Average age of a, excuse me, average size of a church in America, you're looking at us, 75. That's the average size of the church in America. Fewer people are listening to God. And yet God has a message for the people. What was this good news that the angels had? Today in the city of David, a Savior is born. And while the shepherds were not the, were the first to hear the message, they're not to be the last. God's plan is for people from every nation, tribe, people, and tongue hear the message of good news. His plan is for his church. 
that's you and me, to take the, the gospel message to be people beginning right where you are. You say, well, I'll never go to China. God maybe hadn't called you to China. But God's called you to begin right where you're at to take the message. That's God's plan for you. Now, again, we looked at why these particular shepherds, was it random? Or did God have a plan from eternity past? And how do they know where to go find the baby? One scholar said, well, they just went to Bethlehem and knocked on all the doors until they find the right baby. Maybe. But some scholars think that in the old prophecies of, of Micah, that we have something a little bit more uh, uh, solid about it. Uh, some scholars believe that Jesus was born, and this is from Micah 4.8, I'll get to that in a minute, at a place called Migdal Eder. Now that's Hebrew, it means town of the, of the flock. But it was a particular name, Migdal Eder. There was a place just outside of Bethlehem that was called Migdal Eder. It was on the road between Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And it's mentioned in the Old Testament by the prophet Micah. It was also the place where Rebekah was buried. Uh, remember Micah was a prophet who preached a message of judgment. He preached a message of judgment to the, old, to the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, but he also had a promise from God. One of them we're quite familiar with, uh, Micah 5.2, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are not links, least among the, the, the tribes of Judah, for out of you shall come a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Bethlehem was where he was going to be born. Well, this is the same Micah that talks about this, this watchtower of the flock. Micah 4.8 says, And you, watchtower for the flock, Migdaled, fortified hill of daughter Zion, the former rule will come to you. Sovereignty will come to daughter Jerusalem. As you read that verse, it kind of seems random. It's kind of, kind of off out there. You're kind of going, what's he mean? Well, this watchtower, as I said, was a particular watchtower, not just a random one, but a particular one. And it was originally built as a fortification so that, that Israel could watch out for the enemy coming. But in later days, the shepherds had taken over, and they used it to watch their flocks. Now, as I said, this, this particular tower mentioned in Micah 4 was not just a tower for for any place, any, any group of shepherds, but it was for a particular group of shepherds. We know this from, from ancient Jewish writings. Uh, it, it's called the Mishnah, which is a, a recording of all the, the, uh, the oral traditions of Israel. It was on the outskirts of Bethlehem, as I said, and this was where the Jewish uh, sacrifices were raised. They were born and raised for the temple in Jerusalem. Right there at Migdal Eder. Uh, the Levitical priests that were there were specifically trained uh, to raise sacrificial lambs. And one of the things they did was they protected those lambs. Remember what, what a, a sacrifice had to be? Remember the picture in Jesus who's about to come. He had to be perfect. Couldn't have any cuts. Couldn't have any bruises. Couldn't have any sores on him. He had to be perfect. And so do you know what they used? To, and this, I think this is just great. You know what they used to protect these lambs? 
Swaddling clothes. Where have we heard that? Swaddling clothes. And these shepherds knew that the scriptures prophesied that in this place would be born the Savior. Um, this is a place where the shepherds would bring, be used to give birth to their lambs. Could it be that this is the place that Joseph took Mary? Could it be that God arranged it that all the homes would be filled because in that day and end might be a, a neighbor, a, a, a spare room that somebody would have. They, they didn't have holiday inns in that day. Could it be that this was the stable? I believe it was. I believe that Jesus was born in the same place that sacrifices had been raised, had been born and raised for years. And so when the shepherds heard the announcement, they knew where to go through the town of the flock. And it's not by chance that Jesus identified his death with the time of the observance of Passover. Listen to this. In 1 Peter 1, 9, Peter spoke of our redemption by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. John in, excuse me, John the Baptist in John 129 says, Behold the what? Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Paul in 1 Corinthians 5, 7 told us that Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. And then as you look at Revelation chapter 5, verses 6 to 13, it speaks about the one who was worthy to open the scroll. He was pictured as a lamb who had been sacrificed. God sent the message of the birth of his son. He was born to be the savior of the world. And where was he born? I believe right there in that place where all the sacrificial lambs were raised for Jerusalem. On that road between Bethlehem and Jerusalem it was just a few miles long. So what was the message? If this is where they were born, what, was the, what does the message mean? Behold, for you was born a savior who's Christ the Lord. And you shall name him Jesus is what he told Mary and Joseph. Jesus is the Old Testament word Yeshua or Joshua, and it means salvation or Savior. Jesus came to be our Savior. Our greatest need is to have a Savior to set us free from our sins. That's why Jesus came. That's why the wise men came from, from far away to see who was born king of the Jews because God had said, this is someone that's special. Nobody else like him ever. We don't read of the wise men coming to see any of, any of Herod's children. We don't read of the wise men coming to see anybody else. It's just that God was sending the one, his son. I thought this was interesting as I was doing research. I came across this. You know, when a baby's born, everybody's excited. I can remember when our youngest granddaughter, the last one was born, we were up there and we waited and we waited and waited and our son-in-law didn't, didn't come out, didn't come out, didn't, and we were on pins and needles, excuse me, pins and needles, we were so excited. It was the same way when a baby was about to be born in Israel. If we were a boy, there would be seen in celebration. If we were a girl, They'd all go home. I don't know. But at the birth of the Savior, there was no family. Just some shepherds that came because God told them the Savior of the world 
has been born. And what did they do after they told what they heard and they saw the child? What did they do? They went out telling other people. And people marveled at the message that they had. I don't know why they didn't make a beeline to go back to see that baby in, in the stable, but they didn't. Still, we can remember the message of the angels. Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth with good men, goodwill toward men. This is a message for all people. So what do we do with it? On December 11th, 2022, do we just remember that the angel was there and all the other angels with him glorifying God? Do we just remember that and say, hmm, I remember that from Christmas. Good memory. Do we just remember the manger scene with, with the shepherds around it and say, hmm, they went to see what God had said? Or do we bow down and worship? Do we surrender our life to Christ? Do we say, Lord, I want to honor you not only this Christmas, but every day of my life. And I want other people to know about it. I want other people to hear that Jesus has changed my life. At Christmas, God gave us his son. I don't care what the date is. I know some people are going to argue and say, well, it wasn't December 25th. I don't care. It's a day I'm going to remember what God did. But every day is a day when God gives. And every day is a day we need to celebrate what God has done for us. And every day is a day we need to tell somebody else, this is what Jesus did. And we need to honor him and glorify him with our lives. That's what the angel said. It's good news for all people because God gave his son. At the right time, God broke into the world. Why the year that he did it, he said it was a perfect time. God's timing is always the right time. So do you follow him today? Have you surrendered your life to Christ? Do you know Jesus is Lord and Savior? You know, one thing that the shepherds did was they dropped everything to go see Jesus. It's that important. Father, thank you for the gift of your Son who came to be our Savior, who was born to be a sacrifice on the cross, the the Passover lamb, the, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Thank you, Lord, that, that he came that we might have life. I pray that this celebration time as we get ready for celebrating the birth of Christ, these things in the precious name of Jesus. We're going to sing our invitation hymn. If God's spoken to your heart about a decision you need to do, I encourage you to make that, to do what he says. If you need to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I encourage you to do that today. Come forward, come in and, and share with me. Maybe you've got questions. We can get your questions answered. Come and share with Jesus uh, what Jesus has done. Maybe the Lord's saying to you, okay, I want you to be a part of this church. I want you to come and join. Come do that publicly. Maybe the Lord said, I need you to recommit your life. Whatever he says to you, 
come and, and share that with us. Let's stand and sing our invitation to him. This is your invitation to come and do as Christ says to